0: This episode is brought to you by Dance Zone Performing Arts Center. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center is an independently owned and operated school for dancers with the passion to excel in a caring and nurturing environment. With over 30 years of professional dance experience, Dance Zone Performing Arts Center takes pride in offering high-quality dance education, award-winning choreography, and many opportunities to showcase their talents in the community and around the world. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center has high-energy classes offering students ages 2 and up. Top level training from dance professionals. Students learn through the best positive reinforcement and they work to build outstanding dancers in mind, body, and spirit. Excellent technique classes, performance, and competition opportunities allow students to develop into strong, confident dancers. Dance Zone is located in Elmsdale, Nova Scotia and is currently taking registration for fall programs starting in early September. For more information, please go to dancezone.ca and all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the high button podcast my name is justin belanger if this is your first time tuning into the high button i do truly appreciate it today on the high button we have a very special guest max alexander max is very talented when it comes to the business of music I appreciate this guy for coming on to the High Button Podcast. He said he wanted to start a blog about uh, you know, the music industry, the food industry, and the up-and-coming scenes uh, here in Canada. So I offered if he wanted to come on the podcast and talk about it, I would highly appreciate that. He was more than willing to come on. So I'm excited about this podcast. He's been on before. Um, the praise of this guy last time, a lot of people enjoyed what he had to say. So I'm happy he's back here. going to be a great podcast. High Button, you know what comes next. Here we go. and all right we're going we're back we're back we're live we're We're happy we're healthy we're here at the high button what's up dude
1: oh not much dude just been uh you know i was planning to do this kind of a bit on a monday because like the alliteration of it it would be like mondays munchies and music with max and it works random media but it's what is it wednesday thursday it is
0: wednesday Yeah, i think it's a a good thing i think if you don't know the week that means you're working hard exactly is that right there
1: are no weekends that's what it comes down to yeah um, well yeah
0: let's we could do it for mondays
1: yeah i think it would it'd be great if we can aim to do that for mondays but uh in the future
0: okay well here's the thing though this has to come out friday though so yeah, for this one it will be friday this one
1: we'll do it friday and
0: you know what another thing that we could do it doesn't even have to be a podcast version we could do it like with the microphones but just call it something separate
1: 100 well that's kind of what i envisioned or initially i pictured me sitting on a almost like a you know like a a couch? Yeah, or that just where or you are chair. now. yeah. But just the camera just like this. Face on, talking about it, and then we can add the green screen photo or whatever it may be of the album cover, the yeah. art, and the photos of the food or the actual food, whatever it may be. Yeah. For but, tho-
0: for those yeah. of you listening right now and you don't know Kirsch as well as I do, he has a... So he has a car and he, he drives around and essentially what I always say to him, he is a mood setter or he's like a vibe setter. Like whenever we're in the car, he'll put music on. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Because... The people that you play in this car, I have no, I have no idea who they are. It's not anyone that I know of, and you're just like, oh no, that's my homie from Toronto. Oh no, this is my homie from Calgary. Oh no, this is my homie from Vancouver. Like you just know these people. You're able to set a mood with the music that they're playing, which is honestly, you could tell me like, yeah, this was the weekend back when you was 16, and I would have believed you when you were, when you played Elko that yeah. time. I was just well, like, who I, the I fuck got is this guy? Another
1: artists like that too that I want to bring up today, and I want to show people because there's some people. That are making music <clears throat> in Canada, out of Toronto, out of you know small cities like this, that are putting out complete fire. Like it sounds like, it sounds like Michael Jackson. It sounds like The Weekend. It sounds like Roy Woods. They've got this sound, and I think that that in itself is becoming the new thing of Canada. I mean, Drake's got the Drake sound, the OVO sound. Yeah. But I think under that umbrella is this kind of Michael Jackson-esque Weekend style, in your own head kind of sound. Um, but yeah one artist right now actually I mean may as well just cut to the, cut to the chase one of the artists I'm thinking of is it's they're called always never um, always never always never uh, I can't remember the reason why they called themselves that it was like um, it's like the classic contradiction of some sort but essentially what I, oh yeah it was the internal battle uh, of uh, I'll research it later okay but essentially yeah so always never they sound kind of like the weekend they kind of sound like Michael Jackson um, it's honestly the sound is like it's one that i really cannot explain you really have to go out and listen to it they actually funny enough a week after i got into them yeah they put out a full length album on apple music and spotify so would recommend checking that out and uh, always never always never yeah no crazy spelling um like always that's what i'm always thinking about (laughs) Never gonna see it like oh.
0: where? Where does your ear come for this thing? Like, how do you find these people? Are you just deep into SoundCloud like at night, like looking for these artists or
1: SoundCloud? I used to be on Hype Machine quite a bit. I find that that's kind of. Uh, I mean, I'm taking a bit of a hiatus on that just because I'm not finding as much good music going through there anymore. But that used to be a huge, huge place for yeah. me. Um, Apple Music, Spotify. I make sure to follow all these new artists that I'm liking and that I'm, you know, I'm enjoying their sound, so mm. that the algorithms and you know the little musician robot people behind the fucking scenes at Apple, they can send me more music like that. And as a result, I've got this whole repertoire of artists that I don't feel like too many people know about, hence why I wanted to do this kind of podcast thing.
0: Well, it's an interesting skill set that you have, man. I I definitely... I admire the way you're to you you you're able to see talent before it's polished. I think is what your skill set is yeah, at, and, and you see you see word. a potential, and you're able to add your own Kirsch spin on it. Yes, and I think that that's that's your that's your gift. If you ask me,
1: no, I appreciate that. I mean, I've always since I was a kid, I grew up playing piano, um, and I mean, as a result, I've I trained my. I trained my ear back then to listen to the semitones and the notes and I learned a bit of theory and I did all I did the footwork. But now I'm in a position where I'm I'm able to help some of these musicians, which is why I'm always looking for these musicians. And these, you know, these new people that are really not entirely familiar with the whole music, uh, the music scene. Yeah. So, I mean, people like always never. I think they're killing it right now. To me, it appears they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. But. That's why I wanted to talk about them, because I felt like not that many people know about these kings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of them's last name is Kirsch. That's pretty cool. That's my last name. Is he family? No, I think it's actually spelled with a C, like like Kirsch. German, like cherry, Kirsch. Oh, yeah. Kirsch, something like
0: that. So you're saying they, but you also said Michael Jackson and The Weeknd, which are one yep. person. So <laughs> Always Never is a band.
1: Yeah, so Always Never, I, from what I understand, there's the producer, and then there's this Kirsch guy who helps with the vocals. Yeah. And, I mean, they've had a couple, I don't even know if they're considered singles, but they released a few tracks on SoundCloud, and those got a ton of traction. Mm. So I was following them and, you know, listening to them in the car, and suddenly a new album, which is insane. So I've been listening to that on repeat the last week or two. How many songs are on the album? Pro- oh, I'd, I'd say it's got to be over 10, I think.
0: You it's- ever- you ever notice that, like, some artists now, they're only doing, like, six songs on an album? Like,
1: Connie's yeah. was like that, Pusher was like that, yeah. Kid Cudi was like that. There was a couple, I think, The Week? No, maybe not. Well, when you come to think about it, it's, every artist is going to do that, because every artist has a different idea of what great is, perfection is. Of what the, you know, their vision for their musical creation is. It's mm. like, some people envision this whole 12-track masterpiece that's got an intro and a, uh, you know, an interlude and all this. Other people will just want a simple... Five, six songs, like, I want my listener to be captivated. These are all bangers. I don't want them to have to listen to a couple now, turn off their phone, listen to a couple later. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different things when, you know, an artist takes into consideration when they're putting out their music. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's always interesting to watch that as well from a listener point of view. Like, why are they only putting out this song? Yeah, that's my perspective. Why? Yeah. And, I mean, that's... We'll find out. Uh, You know, there's been... That song with Travis Scott and Drake... Sicko mode. That's the one. Yeah. So I mean, Drake does his little bit at the beginning, and yeah. then suddenly the song is completely different. Yeah. It's like, why? Why did that happen?
0: So do you think that there's a, a there's mathematical equation behind that? Like, do you think they're trying to capture people's imagination behind that? Like, do you think that's an actual?
1: I'd say it's hip, a creative,
0: hypnotizing technique. Like, it's
1: a, well, it's a creative thing. It's it's a creative aspect of their music. It's they're breaking down the the I guess the so, the walls so to speak you know they're breaking down the conventional ways of doing things and they're they're like screw it i'm gonna have this song we're gonna do a quick feature then we're gonna totally change the song what's the reason for this only we know until we put out our next project or you know maybe there's going to be a continuation who knows but the fact that we're here talking about it yeah that is art to me when art makes you think so or when anything makes you think i consider that to be art so even if your song is complete garbage Mm mm-hmm but you put a couple lines in there that like could be like double to quadruple entendres. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to sit and think about that and I'm going to call this art. Yeah,
0: If something makes you think a different way, then if you're waking up and having the same thought process, there's nothing going on in your life, but you look at a piece of art, listen to music, yep. listen to a podcast, and it makes you, yeah, I'm going to go this way and
1: because yeah. of this thought,
0: because of this it image. that I think you. that's art. It's a
1: cool thing. Totally, totally agree. And perfect segue into my next artist that I wanted to talk about. The other day I woke up and... It was a beautiful sunny day outside. It was probably 11 a.m. It was just very fortunate I got to sleep in, <laughs> and uh, so I go out and it's it's just so nice. But I I wasn't feeling the the feeling of the sunny weather. So then I threw on some Jesse Royal. He just came out with an unbelievable new track. I gotta double check the track name, but I've listened to it in the car for the last probably two three days since I found it. Yeah. And this puts me in a mood. Jesse. Like, Jesse Royal. So Royal. he actually he came to Halifax for the Jazz Festival 2 years ago. Okay. And uh I had the pleasure of connecting with him there and he's he's a homie to this day. He, you know, he Where is he from? He's from Jamaica. Love it. You know, reggae royalty. Have you ever been to Jamaica? I'd love to go. I have. I went to Negril back in the day when I was with my family. We uh we did the classic cliff jumping and uh you know, sit on the beach for way too long. I'd love to get there. It's a beautiful place. I mean, I I now see the value of not doing anything on a beach for two, three weeks. But uh, back then, I was like, I want to do things. Yeah, want to go out and go like yeah, sailing, all like,
0: that. I, I don't know, man. I'm starting to get stir crazy. If I like when I was younger, I'd be like, I want to sit here and not do anything. But now that I'm older, it's like I want to. It's kind of the opposite for me. Well, I find that I just if I'm sitting down for one place, not doing anything, it's like I could be doing a million things right now.
1: Opportunity cost. You're literally just thinking about. Everything that you're not doing, like people, time is money. I think what was it, the Puff Daddy movie or Diddy, whatever you want to call him. He had this movie, <laughs> can't remember what it was called, but um, take him to the Greek, get him to the Greek, get no, him that to was the great Greek. Great one though, that was good. But his whole premise behind the movie is like, you know, you got to hustle, you got to be putting in that work, and what's happen- what's happening when you're not, you know, when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's you could be doing stuff then. You could be making, you know, building your empire. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Do you think today, like
0: obviously right now it's the best time or best generation for artists not to sign with big labels and to go the independent route, Chance the Rapper, a perfect example. Do you think that's more realistic now and you're, you're able to make a career off your art rather than signing with a big label?
1: I mean, I think that no matter what, you will, as an individual artist, you will always have certain limitations. No matter what, everything's got its pros and cons. So having having a label on your side that would be beneficial in very many different ways but but there's also certain limitations as to what kind of content you control what rights you own i mean there's there's so many different ways of structuring different deals with different labels so i mean you can you can be Co. I think I'm sure you can be co-managed or Co. You know, they can own half of the rights to some of your stuff Yeah, I mean there's just so many different ways to do it But the fact of the matter is these labels are only labels because they provide benefits these benefits being capital You know log- logistics they've got everything you need pretty much solved and down to a formula a science that they can just apply it to each of their new musicians mm-hmm. um, but, again, it's it's an agency kind of relationship. They're helping you in return for a little bit of money and a little bit of equity, whatever it may be.
0: Is there any, like, managers or anything like that that
1: you admire? Oh, dude. This is something. I mean, I think the way I'd recommend that every single person, after listening to this podcast, I want you all to go do quick Google search. Whoever your favorite artist is that you're listening to right now, just find out their manager. Comment it in the comments because, honestly... Any manager that has gotten the music of any musician into someone's ears yeah. to the point where that person thinks that it's their favorite artist, that's a good manager. I don't, are you following that I'm at following. all? I'm following. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that there's any any manager of any popular artist, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people who are going to have bad things to say about all kinds of people, but it's like when it comes down to it. Yeah. yeah I forgot what I was talking about. My phone. That's Damn. all good. Do you, think there's um, a, do you think there's a point
0: where you can spread yourself too thin when it comes to the management game? Because if yeah. you're a great manager, there's going to be other artists that get, okay, Kirsch is an amazing manager. I need him to manage me. Yeah. So that's more money in your pocket. But at the same time, you can't put enough effort into all these artists at once.
1: And it's at that time when you're going to have to you know, make the decision to grow your team or not take the client.
0: Or you have to train other managers to know what you know.
1: Yeah, but that again, I guess it comes down to growing your team. you got to train people. It's a lot of work. Which is why a lot of people might just be like, "Nah, I'm good with my couple of clients. Mm. But if you know, if it's worth it and if it's if it's going to pay off in that massive of a manner, then it's worth putting the time into training and everything that goes into it. Yeah, you have to have patience cuz
0: when it comes to training employees and training people to want to be like you, want to work like you, have the same habits as you, you have to be patient when you're teaching those skills and a lot of people don't have that patient, oh, patience. Patience, excuse me, in order to to help build the characteristics, the skill sets that you have. Yeah. And I plus mean, while you're training other people, you're losing money cuz you're not managing other clients. You're training other people.
1: I mean, it's a two-way street. It's it's really all about time management and it's certain it's something I'm still learning every day. You know, time management is the, I think it's the most difficult skill in the world. Mm. I went to university. I mean, I can learn it when I'm on a schedule that like it's make or break. Yeah. I'm going to not get my degree if I don't show up to these classes and don't show up to these exams and all that. But it's like being able to manage your time and your projects is a huge task and it's a huge responsibility that a lot of people kind of underestimate. Yeah. So you got to, you got to have a strategy. You got to have kind of a structure and as to how you do everything you do. And for me, that consists of iCloud and iCal, keeping everything in my calendar and reminders, and I still use the good old-fashioned paper and pen kind of thing. Old school. Yeah, you know.
0: Whenever I, you ever go on YouTube on, uh, I think it's Forbes, maybe... I think it's Forbes anyways they do this thing where they talk to like successful people under the age of 30 and what their daily routine is and whenever they talk to these people and their skill sets and how they're able to get so much work done in a day it's time management they wake up at the same time they eat the same food every day sometimes they'll even get to the point where they wear the same clothes every day because they don't want to spend time picking out an outfit because it wastes time yeah Zuckerberg is one of those guys wears the same thing every single day because every morning he doesn't want to waste time what shirt am I going to wear what pants what shoes
1: it's totally a thing, and I mean, when you come to think about it, that's Slipped one re- high, That's sorry. one reason a lot of these, uh, you know, schools and these, you know, you send your kid off to this private school or whatever, they'll wear uniforms and stuff. It's because it gets rid of the fact that you, you know, you don't have to think about that outfit in the morning. There's no more competition. It's like, you're going to wear what is, you know, it's practical. Yeah. You know, it just gets rid of that whole... It it just gets rid of a lot of things.
0: I think when it comes to... You know when they say, okay, this person is very successful because they are obsessed. I think that is a form of... A form, excuse me, of obsession. If you're able to commit to the exact same clothes every day, the exact same routine, the exact same time of going to bed, waking up, working out, same... Even haircut, just the same in particular moves that you make on a daily basis, that's obsessive. And I think that's what that means.
1: Yeah, in a sense. And I, I mean, sometimes it's easy to be obsessive. Sometimes it's very difficult to be obsessive. It's a matter of uh, obsessing over the right things. But yeah, I'm
0: obsessed about this podcast. If I did, if I wasn't obsessed about this, I'd Would do you? it once a month. But I yeah. fucking love talking to people. I'm obsessed yeah. with it.
1: No, I totally see that. I mean, am I'm, I'm obsessed with music and I'm obsessed with... You know, I'm I'm obsessed with doing and mm-hmm. helping and growing, mm-hmm. and as a you know as a result, here we are talking about music and how to grow and how to how to be better and all that. So, I mean, it's really if you obsess yourself on partying, which I've also done, certainly. Yeah, done, me too. <laughs> done, done the liver damage thing, and it's like, it's just you know you pay, you pay the price. You got to really prioritize, and it's a it's a tough thing to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But That's, it's a good thing to learn at the at a younger age, you know. Oh yeah, a lot. Some people don't learn it until they're a bit older If you're able to hone your skills and know what you're good at Under the age of 25, 26 So you're able to shine them by the time you're 30 You're a master in what you do I think that's a great thing
1: Yeah, I 100% agree um, Find what you love My one thing to counter that is really just don't burn yourself out Don't work too hard too young I was there in I grade know. 6 like Dude, I gotta get a 100 on this test bro
0: you were that guy really? bro
1: grade six through th- through grade 12 through university, I was always trying my best. and in the grand scheme of things, I've come to realize D's do get degrees. Yeah so many of my peers got D's. I think I got a D or close to it and it's like I still got my degree. I still did very well and I'm still working very hard. but if I stopped working, then I wouldn't have that degree and it's just a matter. I mean degrees yeah you gotta put yourself to th- to the task you gotta fucking work.
0: What's your thought on school?
1: I mean, every Post-secondary
0: education, sorry. Not
1: school, just... I see the value in it. I certainly think that it's worth, you know, if you can put your mind to it, then why not do it? And if you're able to, you know, pay for it or get some funding, if you, you know, why not learn more? The mm-hmm. way I, I'd love to be able to go to school my whole life, mm-hmm. but it's also not practical because I got to make the money to pay for the school and all that. But, I mean, I also know people that don't go to school, they're, that dropped out of school and they're doing... Probably way better than I am, you know, it's just a matter of how you do things and you know, there's working hard versus working smart yeah. and It's tough to balance. Like I said, mm-hmm. everyone's at a different rate But you can't go comparing yourself to others, mm. which is something that I learned through school through university
0: one thing I think that you and I both can agree on is that, don't get me wrong, I think school's great for some people. I think other people have different mindsets and they're not able to obtain the information that teachers are giving to them on a daily basis. I was definitely one of those kids that sat in a class and I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about right yep. now? I need to get out of here. I, I was going stir crazy. So there's, ton- I know there's tons of people out there listening right now that had that problem when they were younger. But one thing I definitely do agree on, and you can find this in school, but you can also find it in other places in the world, is just a mentor. Just find, I think you're in that situation right now where yeah. you want to learn the music business. You want to learn how to to grow whatever the hell it is you want to grow. And I'm sure you're going to do that. But in order for you to do that, you need a mentor. Yeah. And the same thing with me. I, I have a mentor. I have someone that I talk to every day, and, it, and it's helped me grow as a person and in business too. Yeah.
1: I mean mentors are key if I think we even spoke about this briefly on the last podcast we did and I mean I've every step every You know every life-changing step. I'll call it every big key decision that I've made in the last few years. Yeah It's been influenced by a mentor Mm -hmm. The decision to go to school and to complete my degree that was I mean my mentor at that point was my father yeah then i'd like to meet your dad i'd love for you to meet my dad he seems great. like
0: a really really cool guy hey yeah, he's a chill dude yeah where's he right now at the cottage chilling
1: uh honestly i don't even know <laughs> where is Les today but uh yeah he's probably doing his thing being a boss here you I go that guy but um yeah i mean what was i talking about again
0: mentors your father Mentor. yeah chill so guy. i mean
1: going through school and uh Part of the whole university kind of guidelines for my program, we had to do a co op mm-hmm. um, or, yeah, co op placement. So I ended up interviewing a couple of people from my co ops and we needed to do a co op report. I spoke to people about different industries and I, I truly targeted what I should be focusing on through my mentors. These people that I was interviewing, they told me, like, oh, dude, you cannot be doing this. You got to be doing this. You totally don't think that way. Really? So, as an example, I mean when I was doing uh, the radio And the marketing stuff Mm -hmm. uh, The guys at the radio station They're like yo how were you an accountant I'm like I don't know I just like sat there behind the desk And did numbers and stuff But like the way I think And the way I talk to everyone I started to question myself Like how how was I an accountant I mean at the same time I still look at all that stuff And I'm like yo that was very valuable stuff And I'm still considering going back And doing all that But it's like I got to focus my time and my energy and into something I'm passionate about and it transitioned from accounting because I thought there was an extremely successful career, which a hundred percent there is into marketing and music and media because that's something that, you know, I was, I grew up, do something happy, you know, do mm-hmm. something that makes you happy, mm-hmm. do something that's, you know, you've always wanted to do with your life because mm-hmm. I didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, I got to start now. Yeah. And that's kind of what's led me down this musical, yeah. you know, media pathway.
0: Well, I think yeah, if you if you love what you're doing, you're going to work your ass off at it. You don't really yeah. consider you do, do you do consider it work, excuse me, but you're going to work towards something that you love, not towards an accounting job. that
1: I mean, I might do that. At not some that there's point wrong well. with anything accounting. I'm sorry. No, I mean it's a, that's the thing is I still see I still very much yeah. see the value in that, and that's yeah. the fact that I can literally just apply to any of these yeah. many mm-hmm. companies and. You're like, hey, I can do this. I did this for this long. Do you need my help? And mm. they're like, here, thirty five bucks an hour. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. That's I mean, that's a good start. Yeah. But hey, uh, artists need accountants. A hundred percent. If you do, reach out to me and we'll, you know, I'll put you in touch with my father. They do, you know. There you go. The connections. The connections are real on the High Button Podcast. Honestly, we do all kinds of things here at the High Button. So,
0: what other artists are you thinking of right now?
1: So, right now, I figured I'd just go through a quick list of... uh, Go ahead. Well, here's... So, the track by Jesse Royal, just to loop back to that, is called My Time to Shine. My Time to Shine. Yeah, it's got DJ Frass. Um, So, yeah, shout out one time to Jesse Royal. Killing it. Another... I don't know if you heard uh, Quake's new track. I thought he released the whole. Oh no, the album's not out the album's yet. Album's coming out soon, but Quake's track with Rhea May, If it's not too late, very, very well done. Very well polished sound. Um, another. You know, I'm just gonna list a couple off here because you know we're the listeners the will for appreciate time. this. Go ahead. So we got Masigo, spelled M A S E G O, and I've been listening to him for probably over a year now, probably two years or so. And this guy, he. Um, he essentially, he does all these live studio sessions on YouTube, so he's really entertaining to watch, but he's also a man of many talents. Like, he's got one song that's called I Do Everything, and he just lists off all the instruments he plays, everything he does, and it sounds so, so good. So that's another, uh, that's another dude I'm listening to right now. Masigo, I've been listening to him for time. Uh, brass Tracks, that's a big one. I don't entirely recall where they're based out of, but they've done... What was that, Exo Party Lifestyle, the one? I don't know. Look up brass tracks. You'll find they've got all kinds of great stuff, but the most recent release from them is called Too Far, Too Fast. Okay. And that is a listen and a half. Big fan of that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Iron and Wine just released a new track. If you're kind of looking for a good sleep track, sleep vibe, it's uh, nice to kind of put on some Iron and Wine. If you've Iron never heard one. of them. Is that who was on at the restaurant the other day? That is who was on at Tengshun. Tengshun. Teng Shun. Shun. Oh, yeah. Tengshun.
0: Shout out to Teng Shun. They're a great sponsor of the High Button. So if the video is actually not, well, it'll be out by the time this podcast is out.
1: Yeah, that's the goal.
0: So make sure to go watch that video. That was a great restaurant. High Button listeners. Go support Teng Chung.
1: Yeah. Also delicious food worth. Fantastic worth food. Trip.
0: No, they were great Iron and Wine
1: they Iron set a wine. mood oh yeah it was and your kind of music I love it I, I mean anything that's going to influence my mood I'm cool with that um, for those that are more into the kind of EDM scene and kind of the electronic you know produced music uh, if you haven't yet checked out Son Son Holo Worth checking out Sanholo. I think that's a play on like a Star Wars. <laughs> character. Definitely, it's like Han Solo switched up something like that. That's his name. Is he a rapper? No. So he's the DJ. He's a producer. Okay. Um, and he puts out really unique remixes and mixdowns of all kinds of music from James Vincent McMorrow, who's kind of similar to Iron and Wine. Okay. He makes that into kind of like a an electronic style upbeat tune. Uh, to he. I mean, he features all kinds of artists, and he's got a real unique sound. Okay. Um. Always worth mentioning, Devante, killing it in Toronto. Just put out a track with Cardinal Official. It's called "Real Rude Boy," and uh, if you're into the kind of Toronto sound, the Drake sound, you might you might mess with this. So, would recommend that. Another track, Russ, uh, the flute song. I Great cannot song. stop listening to that track. That I mean, you can all hate on Russ for stealing your beats or for doing whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. Someone said he has a bad rap. I've heard that. Yeah, I mean. Haters make the world go round yet yeah. again. I guess. Um, but yeah, the fact of the matter is his music is unbelievable. Where's he from? I believe he's from Toronto. I don't know whereabouts in Toronto, but okay. I also could be wrong. If I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. Russ. Uh, Russ. He's, uh, he has some f- um, hits. He,
0: oh, he, yeah. You know who else has hits is the, those Ray Shermer. Those oh, guys yeah. have some hits. Yeah, and Sway Lee.
1: Sway Lee those guys uh, have
0: hits like records on records for the
1: club. No, 100%. Um I'm just looking through the other music that I got here recently. Uh, let's see. You got any good music lately what you listening to? I listen
0: to what you tell me to listen to, man. No, I, every recommendation. Enough. That's why we're doing this right now on the podcast because everyone that's listening this the, the music that this gentleman has is great.
1: Oh, well, you know so, who? That's I thank you. You're welcome. Um, one person I actually only just discovered recently is uh Sheck Wes. Shack West, Shaq West, yeah. I he's just I don't know what it is about his sound. It's very it's, it's simple, so simple, it's bass heavy, yeah, and it just gets me in the mood, you know. Gets, as,
0: as soon as I found out that White Trash Tyler did one of his videos, one of his yeah. first ones, I was like, oh, who is this guy? Listen to his songs. I think he only has like four or five songs. Yeah, he out. doesn't
1: have too many out right now. But Mo Bamba and Chippy Chippy. I think uh, Tyler did the video for Chippy Chippy. Okay. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff.
0: Drake gave Sheck West a shout-out. Uh, that shit, Weddy, like, I'm um, Sheck, yeah. on the last sicko. Well, on I the- swear,
1: was Sheck not at the concert? Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who went to any of the Drake shows, but I swear it was maybe the second or third night in Toronto. I guess there were only two after all the shenanigans, but one of the nights in Toronto. I, I thought that Sheck West came out. I know Travis Scott certainly came out.
0: Well, him and Travis are boys, I'm pretty sure, because Sheck West is boys with Tyler, and Tyler goes everywhere everywhere. Where Travis Scott goes. I could be wrong. Yeah. But that's but what, I, that's what way, I thought.
1: Pretty crazy, crazy stuff. But no, he's great. Shuck West. Yeah. Big bass, heavy tunes. Big tunes.
0: Big tunes. It must be fun, Big man, heavy. for an artist like that. Like, get a huge shout out from Drake. And it's just like, wow. Like, that puts me on the map. Like, a guy like that. That you can literally change a career. And I think Drake is good for that. He's great for helping guys out. That he
1: stimulated the musical industry in Canada. Even if you don't want to admit it, he did. Sorry, dude.
0: I would not know who Block Boy is. I yeah, would not know who... Funny I'm looking at, what's the song he did uh, with Tuesday? What's that guy's
1: name? Uh, Macklemore. McConan. McConan.
0: That guy. I would not know who a lot of rappers are right, if it the weren't weekend, for him. The Nav. weekend. The Weeknd. All these Nav. people
1: brought each other up through Drake and Drake, you got to give Lil Wayne credit and Birdman for giving Lil Wayne his... You know, there's there's all kinds of controversy as to who, who was first, but they all done did it. So there's that.
0: I, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand rap beef. I don't understand how people could be so upset when they're making so much money on something that they love. I mean... I guess it's ego. I guess yeah. it's...
1: And I, I guess you get to the point <clears throat> when you're making enough money that you got to... You know, you got to take that shit seriously because yeah. you're dealing with a lot of money and it may yeah. not seem like a lot to people who don't have a lot but yeah. it is a ton of money so yeah. you gotta gotta be greedy in order to get that money it but, ac-
0: uh, you gotta draw the line and controversy kind of makes the rap world go around a it's little publicity. bit like when drake and uh push a t went there the whole world was tuned into that even if you didn't like rap
1: yeah i mean it's just controversy just that there is yeah. a rap beef even if you're listening to taylor swift it's like yeah. oh but there's there's still the beef yeah um Music industry is cool. It's it's very unique. It's very interesting, and I mean, I could, I I plan to talk about this my whole life. But I could literally talk about this for days. You know what's crazy
0: to think is that there will always be new artists. Oh yeah. Like it'll never stop. There's so many people in the world that want to be rappers, that want to be singers, that want to be. It'll never stop. Yep. And if you could just pick out the weeds, man. It can well, happen. that's
1: what Drake, in a way, does. He's a, one of the biggest music curators in the world. When you, can, you when you know when you look at yeah. from the bigger picture, he's the one that's going through. Do you know how many emails all all of his contacts must get every day about like trying to get seen by Drake?
0: It must be annoying.
1: It must be, but <clears throat> that's I what mean, it comes. That's what it what comes it comes to. down to is you could try and do that, or you can just show him what. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. You can show him he's missing out. You know he's missing out on. He could be the one to introduce this next huge talent. And if you're that talented, he'll pick up on it. He's not a stupid dude
0: he's a smart guy he
1: is who he is you know, well, he has like his own rap
0: record label too
1: i mean he's there's he's got all kinds of deals that i wish to be you know i wish to just know about how they came about and mm-hmm. how you know where would they even start talking about this kind of thing but mm-hmm. it's like he talks about these things he's out every day working and hustling making music and doing Money. business deals
0: he's a trendsetter i think
1: oh it's insane he's a high paid one at that
0: he could wear a uh, orange hoodie and the Suddenly next thing you know, all of Toronto of will be wearing an orange hoodie. Yeah,
1: six bows.
0: He, like, creates, like, a fantasy world for people. When people listen to him, watch him, it's like, oh, that guy's not living real life. He's living a movie. He's capturing people's imagination.
1: Yeah, it's like the it's like the new James Bond. Yeah. It's like, oh, what I would do to drive these cars and drink these drinks and feel like such a boss. But
0: I think anything successful, especially in the entertainment industry, they just capture imaginations, man. They yeah. Any music, like back when Mick Jagger and Kiss and all those rock and roll bands... Back when we were obviously probably not even born, but they just they made people just want to rock out all oh, yeah. day, and now rappers are kind of the new thing, and people just want to become rappers. Well, I mean, Same with movies, like you just mentioned James Bond. People mm-hmm. want to be
1: James Bond. One hundred percent. I mean, there's this new movie I just read about. Um, did you ever read that book back in the day? I think it's like scary stories from the in the dark or something, and it's like three. Uh. I'm sure that some people are going to know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, just like look up Scary Stories in the Dark movie remake. Okay. But there's a new one of those coming out. And it's like, that's a huge thing. Every kid is, you know, every kid in Ontario, at least, they read that book growing up. It was like the top seller through Scholastic Books. What was it called again, sorry? I think it was here. It was like Scary, scary Stories, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. So that's going to be coming out uh, with a movie soon. And this girl from my high school just got casted. And it's no like crazy. Where are they but, filming it, Toronto? I couldn't even tell you. It's uh I don't even know. That's But sick. it's all over online. I'm looking at it right now. Guillermo del Toro, scary stories to tell in the dark.
0: That's a familiar name. Guillermo del Toro. He's done Tor- some big stuff. It rings read, a bell.
1: We read into him. He's uh I've said this on the podcast before, but I love
0: movies that have low budgets because you know if it's a lower budget, the story has to be better. Oh, yeah. You can have a movie that has a high budget with a shitty story and people are still going to go see it because there's a million explosions in it and people are obsessed with that shit. Yep. But like, if you ever have a smaller budget film with a great story, I think that could sell just as well as if you have a $100 million budget. If you have $24 million, that's uh, it's sad that that's considered a low budget movie, but... You can make shit happen with that.
1: I mean, I just whenever I think about low-budget movies, I think of the fact that I was in a movie theater puking when when I was watching that Cloverfield movie. You ever much, see that? Yeah,
0: the shot with an iPhone, right? Shot
1: with a, it's like a Sony hand handycam. Yeah. And you can tell it was so low budget, but the story and the editing was absolutely outrageous. So that did extremely well in the box office.
0: I want to see what the budget was on that. Yeah, I'd be curious because it says it on Wikipedia how much it was, and then. Okay, so for the okay, so the budget was twenty five million,
1: which is outrageous. and they yeah. just did it on a little Sony handycam. And they oh.
0: made a hundred and seventy million.
1: That that's a good return on investment, if you ask me.
0: They captured people's imaginations, man. That's what they did. Yeah, I'm I sure. love the I love the film industry, man. I think it's, it's so interesting. I
1: just love industry, bro. Yeah, there's so many industries that I just aspire to be involved in somehow. And I think, at least for me, it's like. Imagine I just found the next song that would be used in this amazing new movie that's coming out. It's like, all it takes is getting it placed, putting it in the right, you know. Perfect example, didn't Quake song just get mentioned? Quake and KO, they're just in the UFC. Dude, that was a crazy, crazy deal. I, I mean, that's something I'd love to learn about too. But they've got a feature or, I mean, a sync deal for UFC. And so they were used, I don't remember what the number fight was, but if you just look up... In Search of a Dream, Quake, KO, or if you look up UFC, KO, Quake, yeah, you'll find it. It's legendary. It's also worth the watch and also worth listening to the song, The Search, uh, In Search of a Dream. Did you see
0: Quake's new album cover? It's kind of cool. Oh, he's like, his hat's tilted. He's smoking a cigarette. It's like he's in, there's like a
1: sunrise or sunset in the back. No, it's kind of cool. Be, it's going to be good. He... He wouldn't build anticipation for nothing, so I'm certainly looking forward to checking that out when it's ready. Well, the first couple singles, so uh,
0: brr, the first couple singles have been good. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I'm excited for it.
1: I've I've honestly never heard anything from Quick that I do not like.
0: Yeah, we were listening to, what was I listening to yesterday? Fairview Has you Ever heard that oh, song? Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. one of my favorite. Uh, Does Ko uh, have anything coming out?
1: Oh, he's always got something something Straight on up. the go yeah no, so yeah. he was in toronto you were you yeah, met we, up with him when you were there we linked up in toronto he came up to the cottage it was a good chill we went see doing together i mean it's uh felt like a family know, reunion felt like a family reunion there you go feels like a brother and it's uh i feel very you know honored that he's you know he's down to put out this crazy music and allow me to be in these studio sessions checking out the stuff that they're doing it's I love There's, studio
0: sessions. Quakes brought me to a couple. Oh, I feel okay. really
1: out of place, but I love... But you start to... That out the environment. of place becomes the in place. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to be this random kid yeah. sitting here... That Fly on the wall. ...that doesn't look like anyone else, that doesn't sound like anyone else. Like I'm just sitting and observing.
0: It is amazing the amount of work and effort and detail that goes into three words. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't say that word how I liked it. Delete it. Let me say it again, and yeah, then say it again, go. and
1: then, oh, we got to layer it. Oh, it didn't come through properly. Oh, let's... Yeah. We got to, we got to redo the whole song now. You know, it's like, it's crazy, but these, they are obsessed with their music the same way we are obsessed with our, you know, with our everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows you that when you put your mind to it and you sit and you work and you work, even if it takes a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah you'll get somewhere. If you're doing something every day to improve yourself or do something that's productive, you're going to do something. You'll get there. That's it.
0: All right, man, we've got to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for coming on. Appreciate
1: it. You'll be back. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me homie.
0: I love speaking to you. Everyone uh, that's listening, thank you very much for the support. Make sure to go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment, go to our iTunes page and actually if you could give us a rating and a comment, that would be great. Uh, I'm going to Vancouver this week so I will be out of town but contact will still be coming doodle is just here and uh it'll be good hi button we're out we love you boom see ya